You're listening to Spraymakers, the podcast that dives deep into the world of water skiing with Rossi and Trey. Alignment is 100% the most critical element to progress on the water. Standing strong and balanced over your ski allows you to be better in all other aspects of your ski. I mean, I see people, a lot of people, who have mm-hmm. some crazy turns, man. Some crazy ideas of how they need to turn and how tightly they need to turn and all of these things. But those skiers that have that craziness and can still run buoys, why is it that they can still run buoys? Because when they finally do hook up to the boat, they have that stance, structure, alignment, whatever we want to call that thing. And so as long as you have number one priority done, then all the others are less important. Doesn't mean they're not important, but they're less important. And, And there is so much work to be done here. And I would say, it's got to be 90% of what I see when I, when someone sends me a video or I'm doing my give go coaching sessions, or, you know, I'm at the mm-hmm. lake and, and I'm talking to my kids or to, you know, anybody else. I mean, we're, we're ultimately, we're talking about positioning behind the boat or, or under load or, you know, whatever you want to call that your base structure has to be right. And, you know, it does. The, the crazy part is I swear to you, that so that I just said that 90% of the people that I coach or see need to work on that behind the boat structure, right? You know, that same 90% of people, you know what they're working on? Turns. Mm. I got to keep yeah. my, I got to keep my shoulder level. I got to counter more yeah. in the turn. I've got to yes. do this because if I do that, I'm going to be better off. I need a tighter turn. Cause it's the fun stuff. I mean, that's, that's the, that's, and it's the low hanging fruit. It's fun and you feel immediate results. You know, you, you tell someone to keep their eyes level in a turn and they're going to like, they're going to get a sensation, you know, and, and, and they certainly may drop their shoulder less and move their center of mass more because of it. But, but it's like this instant payoff stuff, you know what I mean? Or it's move your wing from nine degrees to eight degrees. Well, yeah, you're going to feel something, but, but it's, it's the low hanging fruit. It's the easy stuff. And it's, and again, we talked about, you know, in, in, in building and addressing your pyramid, we talked about like the dirty work and, and this is the dirty work. This is the stuff that, that isn't that fun because while it's not hard, it's not hard to, it's not hard to, to, to correct or, or work towards correcting, um, that base level stance, but it's, it's the, you know, it's a little bit arduous as in it's, it's, well, think of it like this. Like, I I don't know. I would imagine a lot of the people listening. I know I certainly did. I know you did uh, watched, you know, the, there was a pro event a couple of weeks back. Um, that Swiss pro go it like watch it. And I bet you, you could count on one hand, how many times per round that you saw someone cross the wakes without near perfect body alignment and and those yeah and those four or five weight crossings probably came the moment before they blew the fin at the next buoy or went inside the next buoy so there's a like there's a reason like you go you go through all all that skiing and hundreds and hundreds of passes there's a reason why the one thing that you could say okay this is what this is how everyone was i was nearly identical regardless of style and ski and line length and, 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 you know, approach and, and, you know, how they frame their own skiing. Why did everyone have 
really powerful stance or really positive body alignment, skeletal alignment. There's, I mean, that, that's the reason because it's the only, it's the most important factor. I was, I've been working with a bunch of people, you know, in the last couple of weeks on on this I, exactly, and it's, I, I, like I say, this is the thing that if you improve by twenty five percent, even twenty five percent, you're going to yield eighty percent return. Like this, you know, this is like the. You know, this is the heavy, heavy stuff that needs to be addressed. Can you say that percentage one more time? Yeah. And those are completely arbitrary numbers, but that's just something I said, like, you know, you, you improve this, this one thing, if this is 20% better, you know, so you go from kind of good alignment to pretty dang good alignment or, or stance, you'll yield 80% return. Like this, this is how you blow the ceiling off of your potential to improve. Okay, I just I didn't I needed everybody to hear that because you know we pick and choose what we want to hear, but that's that's the that's that's it right now. We can just end this we can end this conversation now if everyone really hammers that in. I mean, it's because that that is what it is. When you look at the pros and you look at the you know it doesn't even matter. Look at the best guy or woman at your lake. I guarantee you, if they're better than you, they have a better stance ninety nine percent of the time. I mean, it just is what it is. Either that or they are yeah. so mentally strong that they can they can endure some of this other stuff. But ultimately, mm-hmm. that's it. So, okay, so we've hammered in the fact that this is this is where the focus needs to be. If you're lost in your skiing and don't know what to do, Trent, you're always going to take your students back to this, right? Yes. Yeah. And like, you know, sort of a continuation of what we were talking about last week. Like if you if you are looking to build your pyramid, you know, and and I think. I think this one is the inarguable base. I think the next two tiers, there, there's going to be different ways of of saying it, or or there might even be a little bit of a shift. But I, I think that if you're if you're looking to build the base of your pyramid, the base of your of of your technique, this is it. I, I'm just like I'm just seeing, you know, a hundred different skiers I've worked with in the last year, and and I'm just seeing all these mental pictures of of that. If this was better, everything else would be better. Okay. You know, and this is the, and this is like this, this can disguise itself as a lot of other problems. I'm thinking of a guy that I work with, you know, periodically, you know, maybe a couple sets a year and it's always, and his buddies are always saying, you know, his handle's too far away from his body. His handle's too far away from his body. Or this can hide itself as his, your arms are too bent. You you know, you got to have straight arms. Um, you know, it hides itself in a few, or can present itself in a few different ways. But you know, again, if the, if you're if you're upright, if your stance is upright, and your and your hips are, are are underneath your shoulders, if your body's in a straight line, the handle will be closer. If you know, uh, if you're upright, wait, what? Wait, what? Yeah, right. You don't just push your handle down. <laughs> Yeah, that isn't that it though, right? Oh. The handle's too high. It's not too high. The handle is where the handle is. It's an extension of the rope. The handle's too high in relation to your body. So I call it structure, or I'll I call, call it, it. I'll also call it stance. What do you? What, how I you call it balance. It? Yeah. I just I just simplify it into a a balance category. Okay. Yeah. I want I want you to remember. I, I, I'm trying. I really like you to bring us back to all of the disguises itself as. Because I yeah. think we should we should end the end of this with talking about that a little bit, okay? Yeah. But I, I also just wanted to bust into where you were leading to that is, you yeah. know, um, for me I call it balance or stance, right? Like my whole yeah. thing is let's just think about any at any moment that you're natural or you're you know you're you're in harmony, right? So just think about like 
your natural stance on your feet, right? So how mm-hmm. you stand there, you're, you're born to stand there the proper way. You know, yes. you may, you may, you may develop skeletal problems or, you know, you may have, you may have used bat poor posture for so long that you come out of balance and you see those people, you see those people walking with their head way forward and their back bent and they're not in line and it's painful to see, right? Well, the same darn thing happens in water skiing. Okay. So I, w- I just want you to picture yourself, stand, stand, just stand up, stand up right over yourself. Yep. You should see, you know, your shoulders and your hips and your knees and your feet are all relatively in line. And how is the pressure on your feet? Are you, are you, are you just hammering your heels? Are you hammering your toes? No, you should be sitting somewhere in the middle. I mean, if you're properly balanced, you should be able to pick your toes up you know, but, but still keep your balance, not fall out the back. So, you know, it's all this stuff right now. Now what I want you to do, this is, let's say this is 50% of, or more of people's issue. I want you to, um, I want you to squat down and put your, your butt back and down. Okay. And I, now I want you to tell me what, what do you feel? Oh, wait, are we starting? Did we just get out of alignment already? Because what happens? Your quads start screaming. Your low yeah. back, your low back feels a hitch, right? Okay. Now it, from that position, I want to hook you up to a tug of war up to a rope. And I want you to, I want I want you to then add load to add load to that position. Yeah. I mean, there's no way you would ever choose to, yes. to do this and have yourself yeah, already sure. out of balance and then say, okay, now I want to add load to that out of balance feeling. Yes. Yeah. 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 Exactly. I'm gonna. Yeah. Now I want to. Yeah. yeah. Now I. I want to. You know. I. I, I want to put. You know. Three hundred pounds of, of pull on my shoulders, and I want to add some friction to my feet. You know, like like you're just you're setting yourself. Or, or the same way to think about it is like say if if you were gonna do a you know like a like a you know if you do farmer carries in the gym or just say you were gonna you know you're gonna stand with a hundred pounds in each hand and you and you are going to do it for, if you could do it for 10 minutes, you were going to get, you know, a million dollars. Well, what stance would you take? You know, would you, would you go into a, into a, into a bit of a half squat? Like you were sitting into a chair, like you said, get your, get your, your, your quads firing, get your lower back, like really, really sore and, and see if you could hold it like that. Or would you, would you align your skeleton? Would you have your chest up and proud, your shoulder blades rolled back so that the direction of the load was running perfectly parallel with the, with the plane of your spine. Mm-hmm. You, you would, you would choose that. The plane of the load is going to be as perfect with the plane of your spine as possible. So then the, all that pressure is going through your skeleton and, 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 and your body was designed. Your muscles are placed to support that skeleton best when it's in alignment. Right. I mean, this is, that is, that is right on spot on. This is what we're trying to do. And then the way I, then, then I take that trend and I just think about this, that this concept like jumps out at me because I just said tug of war against the boat in my analogy or, or tug of war in general, yeah. but that's not what, yeah. that's not what's actually going on. If I could go back and correct that statement, I would say, you know, well, here, let, I don't want to correct it. What I want to do is just say, this is not a fight against the boat. Water skiing is not, if you're fighting against the boat, well then let's take the boat out of the equation. Do you go anywhere? No. So we need the boat. We're not fighting the boat. Yeah. We need to Yeah, we, good point. We need to work with this boat. We yeah. need to we yes. need to be in we need to be balanced enough and or or in our stance or structure enough that we can utilize the boat. If you fight the boat, 
you're going to create excess load, you're going in the direction you can't travel, and then you're just causing more problems as well. So you can be in a, you can get in a, in a and that's where I think, this is one of the things that I, I'm having a, a revelation about a little bit is stack, right? Like I call it stack, yeah. I wanna be stacked. But stack yes. doesn't mean that you go then from stack to jacked, like we're not yeah, trying yeah, yeah, to get yeah. yeah, right. We're not trying to get in this position and then put as much load as we possibly can on so that I, I can understand why we don't necessarily want to think about it. Maybe in the word stack, because we're like stacking ourselves against the boat. We need to think about using the boat, you know, and making sure we can harness it. But like, I think it's really important to understand that maybe if I went back to that uh, tug, tug of war analogy, that really mm -hmm. maybe what we're really trying to do is put ourselves in a stance that we can always maintain that stance, right? So we're trying to yes. balance the person that's again, that's on the other side of this. And we're both going to add even pressure so that we are completely balanced while doing it. Yeah. Cause, cause you're trying to eliminate moving parts, right? Cause there's a, if there's without, you know, taking like a really analytical, um, approach to watching someone skiing like how often do you hear that how often do you hear people you know when they're raving about a skier they love to watch like he's so still she is so still look how still they are and 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 that's why they're still because they are in like just like you said they are in a position where they can harness manage and and use the the load use the 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 slightly oppositional path of you and the boat to their advantage and again if you were going to you know, if you were going to hold that hundred pounds in each hand for 30 minutes and you wanted to stay as still as possible, you wouldn't go into a squat, right? When, when your quads start vibrating <laughs> and, and you start losing that, you know, and your hips are going lower and lower, you wouldn't, you wouldn't willingly enter in, into that position. You would stand, you know, again, erect, stacked, you know, you would stand hips over ankles, you know, you would have shoulders over hips. And again, the plane of the load would match the plane of your spine as closely as possible. And that's what we're trying to do, um, you know, as we swing into the load zone in slalom too. And, and just thinking, you know, and we'll come, I'm sure I'll mention again, but that, that idea of the, the, the plane of your spine being as close to the plane of the load as possible. So the plane of the load is, is if you wanted to identify it, it's, it's the, it's the, it's the line of the rope, right? So if I enter into that load zone and I'm, and, and you see this a lot in a squatted position, you know, as if you're sitting into a chair. So the only lean angle that your body has is from your, from your ankles to your hips. And then from your hips to your shoulders, you know, you, if you were sitting, you know, if you're, again, if you were squatting that the plane of your spine would be almost perfectly, you know, perpendicular to the plane of the rope, mm -hmm. you know, and again, you're trying to line those two things up. Your body needs to be as straight as possible. Uh, yes. Yes. I mean, I think there is a balance there and I actually want to do an episode on this because there is the, being straight and pressed or being straight yeah. and balanced. Yes, for sure. For right. sure. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. We're, yeah. we're going to have a forced position, yes. but yes, we are not applying. We don't need to apply force. And this is going to be something we're going to talk about later on. So I don't, mm -hmm. I don't, I don't think I really want to spend too much time on this, but you are not getting into this balanced position to apply massive forces. That's it's to balance. It's to balance. It's exactly what you, it's exactly yeah. what you said. It's to balance. And, and we've all had those passes where 
where that, and that's just how I describe it. It's just like, I'm just balancing behind the load. You know, I'm not applying additional force. I'm not having to, I'm not having to apply additional force because I'm not having to adjust my position as the load intensifies. Right. And that's why people can make 39 and 41 look effortless. And it looks like, you know, while it looks insanely powerful, it doesn't look like they're, they're going that hard. And that's why is because they, they're, you're, you're finding this perfect state of balance behind the, behind the load where, where you, and I, this is, you know, in, in keeping with this, the worse your position is, the harder you have to work. And any, and any skier, any level will tell you that, you know, who, whoever runs the nicest pass saying that was the hardest I've ever worked in my life. That's not, that's those two don't go hand in hand. The better your position is, the less you have to work. The more there's moving parts, the more you have to continue to move and strain to try and not get the handle ripped out of your hands or not, you know, get pulled over the, the front of your ski. Yep. hundred percent. So where do you, where do you, where do you start with this? And okay. So here, like, so I got one more thing. I got one more thing. Sorry. I got one more, one more idea that I need people to understand because this is, this is goes right in line with this. Okay. And this goes back to that invisible line theory that I was talking to you about. Okay. And I think we talked about that a little bit in the last, in the last segment, but just, just, so where am I supposed to be on my ski? Where, you know, what, where, you know, when, when, when you, I didn't, I, that's not condescending to anybody. That's actually the question that I'm asking myself all the time. Right. But yeah. So where should you be standing at all points and all of these things? And ultimately that goes back to still that same be natural, right? Like how would you stand on this thing at this moment if you were not reliant upon the rope? Yeah. I think that's a very big understanding to know because I think people will, will utilize the rope and take themselves out of balance because they're doing that. So I just wanted to say, like, if you could imagine that your ski were self-propelled and you had no rope and you you had enough speed that your ski, you know, you, it could support you off the edge of your thing. Like I, I think about it, like I, uh, I've, uh, had the blessed opportunity to, um, use, uh, e-foils. Okay. And so you've got, you know, you've got a a throttle in your thumb and you're on this board and you have that you start to fly this wing. And then, you know, you have throttle in your thumb that's, that's giving you that power. And then once you have enough power, then you have enough speed. If you have enough speed, then you, the the wing will support your weight off the edge of the board and all of the stuff. And you can start to arc. Right. And so what you realize is there's never, ever a point that you're out the back. Never. Yeah. 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 No, thank you. You go flying right off of it. It's terrifying because the first thing you do when you go back is that wing flies out of the water and you lose all stability and you totally blow up. And then, you know, if you get your weight too far forward, you're going to drive the wing down into the into the water. You're going to drive the board into the water. So there is a forward component that is too far forward. So what are we really looking for again, right? We're looking for pretty much at all moments, we're looking to stay over our feet. And then there is the component of a turn, which is where you can really leverage yourself forward into the inside uh, where the ski will support you. But I just think that understanding that where you are over your feet at all moments is, is important. And I think people have based their stance over the load that's going to come on their body. And I think that that's, you know, I just see so many people way behind, way behind where they should be because of this. And you want to talk about that a little bit? 
Yeah, no, that's exactly right. Like, I mean, it's, it's a, it's, it's basically counterbalancing, if you will, you know, if you, if you go into that kind of squatty position, <clears throat> like we already mentioned, the, the, the handle is going to be further away from your body. So now, you know, the, the, the plane of your spine is completely upright and the plane of the load is coming, you know, directed, in, you know, and they're, they're in, um, you know, one's kind of perpendicular to the other. So how do you keep, you know, how do you keep from, from, from getting pulled forward out the front of your ski? Well, you sit your hips back even more, you know, and, and, it, and actually it was a really interesting way of, of uh, you, that you were describing that because we, you can use, so now you're kind of, in, you know, you're in a terrible position and, and you're using the, the boat to keep yourself just from falling over backwards. You know, if you were, you know, if you could think of this, um, Rossi's analogy in the same way, like just, just imagine, you know, on whatever planet you're on, you're actually able to, to water ski downhill, mm-hmm. you know, where would you stand on your ski? And, and that's, uh, um, you know, that would be like, as always, you would be right over top of your boots. And again, if you, like, like you're saying, if you get, if the, if the boat was out of the equation, cause again, like this is what I always tell people, like this is, this isn't hard. This is the most natural stance you would, for you to be in. And this is the one that you would be in if you weren't worried about, addressing the load of the boat, right? It's kind of, it's your relationship with a boat that gets people stuck, um, in this, in this improper stance. hundred mm-hmm. percent. Uh, What's the first thing that most people do when they, first thing they do before they, let's say on their pullout, what's the first thing they usually do? Address load. Go back. No, yeah. create load. And yeah, yeah. exactly. Sit, sit Se- down. Seek it. They're seeking yeah. load. They're not seeking movement. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. Yeah. The typical thing is for people to go back, you know, they're going to roll their ski over and they're going to go back and away from the boat, mm-hmm. which, Hey, listen, from a, from a physics standpoint, what did you just do by doing that? You just rocked your weight back. The water line on the, on the ski pulls back. You're, you're rolling onto the smaller part of the ski. The further back you get, the more pressure is relieved. Then you, what you're doing is you're falling back into the outside. So then there is a weight component off the outside of your ski. So the water brake pulled back, you went back. And so you had a very short ski to make a, uh, skidded slash pivoted turn. So it, it yeah. is a function. Like it's functionally a turn. It's just a very yeah. inefficient turn that started with load and only can end with the release of load. Like it's, it's, I mean, it's what we call like an, and it's, it's like a reverse, it's like a reverse weave in water in, when driving, right? It's a reverse yeah. effect of energy. So yeah. you see so many people skiing all the time with it, with almost zero energy. All it is, is a static load and they're just yeah. basically getting crushed every time they go through the wakes and you're just like that it doesn't look fun and i i'm i'm surprised to this day how many people still think it is fun that ski that way so what i can tell you is that's amazing okay and if you can add this into your skiing this swing component this stance component all of these things that trent and i are trying to lead you towards that smile on your face is going to be a hundred times bigger I mean, it's crazy. I, I get both, I get both, both feelings when I ski. I mean, there's times where my sequencing of effect is off and I'm in more of that pull load, release straight line, turn, pull load. And it's like, wait, what is going on? This is, this doesn't, this is not fun. 
and this does not feel good. And I feel like I'm being drugged down the lake and I'm not in control at all. And then you can, and I, I mean, I had this, I had this, you know, in one of the first passes of my, uh, my year here in Utah, you know, like first pass down the lake, I was drugged the whole way down the lake and the, <laughs> the worst rhythm possible. Like I need to go in, I need to go in. Like, this is like, I don't even know what I'm doing. And then I said, no, 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 I need to address, address w- the way I'm leading with my body and getting this thing moving. And I have the best pass, the next pass through. I mean, back to back, that's how much it can change. Yeah. So yes. anyway, anyway, sorry, we got on, I got on a tangent there, but I think no. it's important to understand. So now what yeah, we got to do sure. is, yeah, go ahead. Well, I was going to say like, and, and I'm, and I am, am similar in that, like, you know, just, just from body of work, my, you know, I'm always going to have pretty darn good alignment, but I find myself by, by like August, all of a sudden I'm like, like, wow. Like, like, I mean, I found like that extra two percent and i'm like and i can't believe how much better it is you know like i i feel like you know my chest is just a little higher my spine is just a little bit straighter my glutes are just a little bit more engaged and all of a sudden i'm like i can control everything through my core just by you know going from 98 percent to 99 percent as it relates to you know having this powerful stance so it's it's a it's 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 the same thing like it just it that you know, every, every little bit of this improve that you improve this is it's, you're going to, you're going to see it big time in your skiing. So where do you, where do you, where do you start there? Like, let's just, okay, you know, we get the importance of it. What's your, what's your checklist? Like, where do you, or where do you start addressing the stance? Trent, we've, we've talked about this before. I mean, yeah. what's my, it what's is. my three rules of water skiing? Arms straight, um, arms, arms straight, straight, have fun. Have fun. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I can't base, okay. I don't want to base anything off of load. That's, I mean, okay. I think that's the ultimate, like that's the, that's a 30,000 foot view of what yes. arm straight really is. Like if you're standing there and the first thing you do is bend your arms, you just found load and then you're going to try to move through load. So why do you bend your arms? Like how is that related to, to improper stance? Why, how is, well, Ben, let me think about this. I, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I I mean, you can, can I mean, I I think it's, well, I think you're trying, I think people are trying to reclaim the handle, right? Like if you're standing up and and again, like, so my checklist is is I'm going to be, I try and make the, I try and make the distance between my pelvis and my, and my rib cage as far as possible. So meaning just elongating my spine, um, my glutes are going to be engaged. So my pelvis is kind of rolled underneath a little bit. My chest is up. My chin is up. So at that point, my like my belly button is so much higher than the pylon. The handle's nice and low and it's and it's close to my body without having to do anything. But I think what happens is is if you take that stance where you now go from there and just imagine you're going to roll onto your onto your onto your edge to pull up for your gates. And instead of maintaining that perfect structure. You instead squat like you're sitting into a chair. Where's the handle going to go? It's going to go away from your body. Mm-hmm. So I think, and tell me what you think, but I think that this, that when people are stuck where they always have to have that arm bent, I think they're trying to reclaim that handle. I think they know they don't want it to get away from their body, but they've moved their body mm-hmm. so far away from the I handle that, that th- that that's their response. You yeah. know, I think everything is trying to find balance somehow. If the handle is out, it can only come in. If the handle is in, yeah. it can only go out. I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, I think, I think that's the interpretation I have there. And then yeah, I also think that you're, look, if you're going to fall back, you have no balance. So you're going to, you're going yeah. to bend your arms and grab the handle 
to give yourself security. Good point. Yeah. And good then you're going to let it's yourself from an unbalanced position. You need to let yourself down, which is a, so you're going to start with your arms bent at 90 and maybe you're going to let your arms get to 50% less bent. You know what I mean? Versus like, mm-hmm. I want to, I want to go. That's not what I want to do. Right. That's not, I, I want to, my, I, I would like my arms to be straight when I want to start my move. Cause I want to yes. actually move. I want my body to move in a natural way. I, I like, like I said, it's almost like you like let go of the rope and move in the direction you want to go. And the ski will pull that way. You, yes. Right. Like that's, I want yeah. it to be as, as close to natural as possible. And that's why I talk about arms straight. Now is arms straight all the way through the course? No, 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 no. Arms straight first so that we can get moving. Then yeah. once we get in our, you know, let's just say we're, we're, we want to have arms straight as we finish, as we finish that turn and we get into our balance position and now we're in our accelerating position. I want my arms straight because I need my structure to be taking the, taking the power. You know what I mean? Like I need my structure taking it. If I'm, my arms are bent, I'm, I'm basically, la- I, I lack the ability to, to harness that power. So I need it straight yep. to have that, that structure. Then as I come through the wakes, what I'm doing is I'm building energy. And we're going to talk about this in another episode as well, but I'm building energy into, into the center line. And then as I come up out of center line, what I'm really trying to do at that, that moment, I'm thinking about, yeah, I probably am bending my arm there out to the buoy line because what I'm trying to do is hold on to that, that, that yeah. power. Okay. So yeah. Arm straight, arm straight is not arm straight all the time is what I'm trying to say. It's yeah, just, no, because yes, no, because that is a, that's a huge black hole that people will often be like, well, look, he's pulling in at, when he leaves the second wake, but that's not, that's not exactly accurate. Because think of it like, like this, like, like as you leave that, that second wake and you start that upward swing, you still have outward orientation. So what you're going to see is, is, is there the arm that's attached to the shoulder furthest away from the pylon, that one's going to be pretty, pretty darn straight. It's that inside arm. That's going to, that's going to bend as you start riding that upward arc, you know, and again, because, because both arms are the same length, Mm -hmm. but that shoulder is slightly closer to the pylon. So that, that's why that arm is, is, is going to bend. I'm glad you brought that up because that's a question you get all the time. And, and people will, again, like kind of looking at the wrong stuff. They'll think they're, they're thinking, okay, I got to, pull my arms in at that point. And that's not really the case. That arm is just going to bend, bend because it, that shoulder is closer to the pylon. Um, I like the way you said that, that I'd never really considered like that. A lot of that arms, you know, bent is people trying to reclaim their balance once they've, they've, they've sat down off the back of their ski. Right. So, um, but anyway, so I think, I think that's a really important thing for me is just, just making sure I'm that sure. our first moves, like you're saying, get really tall, get your belly button as high above the handle as it can possibly be. I mean, I, I don't necessarily focus on that, but I do, that is a, re, that is something that I'm just thinking, get tall. Like I don't, I don't, yeah, you know, for sure. I, I do have, and, I do and, have and, this and, thing where I want the, I want the handle below my belly button at all moments. I know that, but I, and I don't focus on that it's more like i no. look at that and i see it so but yeah, notice it yeah and, and no i was gonna say that you're exactly right and, and just like we've been saying all along that's not about pushing the handle below your belly button it's about it's about standing upright enough that the, that the pylon is actually you know lo, you know lower than your center mm-hmm. um so again you're gonna need to address this before you make your very first move and 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 you know from watching a lot of skiers and you you'd you'd be the same rossi in, in like the way someone stands before they pull out on their gate tells you 
I mean, 85% of what the conversation is going to be, you know, or, or similarly, the way someone pulls out at the end of the lake, Mm -hmm. that that's going to tell me 85% of what, of what today's conversation, you know, especially if it's someone new, that's going to tell you almost everything I need to know about what, you know, what conversations we need to have. Mm -hmm. Um, So, and again, you know, we've talked about this before, but this, this is one that, you know, actually I was dealing with it today. You've got kind of two freebies where, where there's no excuse talking about doing dirty work. There's no excuse to be other than absolutely perfect in terms of, you know, that athletic stance, um, you know, and I don't need to describe it anymore. You know exactly what it is. And that's before you pull out for your gates, um, on the gate pullout itself, right? Because again, there's nothing preceding it to have, to have, you know, to have, to have messed it up unless, again, unless your stance wasn't right before you pulled out. And at the end of the lake, when you stop to shorten or you stop to, you stop to um, um, take a rest between passes. I mean, that's your free opportunities. I mean, I remember, you know, in the past people have used leaning drill where they just, you know, they get into a lean on the side of the boat and, and try and hold that position all the way down the lake. I think there's, there's merit to it, but I think it misses, it misses the dynamics of what you're actually trying to achieve. So before you pull out during the gate pull out, and when you, when you pull out at the end of the lake, that's your opportunity to, to start inching towards, you know, from, from decent stance to perfect stance. You should make it absolutely perfect there. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's, it's, yeah, like you said, freebie. So why not take advantage of that? I, focused on that whip out at the end of the lake so for so many years that I still enjoy that as a the fruit the fruit of my past you know what I mean yeah I, I don't know why yeah, no, but I love it for sure I love it no yeah no because I've seen like uh, you know I've probably seen a hundred photos or videos of you doing exactly that from <laughs> from cranes at photo shoots and it's like and it's it there's a re man you can you can stand on the dock if you're not in the boat you can stand on the dock and you can watch the way people pull out at the end of the lake and you can you know you'd have a pretty good idea of of their ability level, mm-hmm. you know, or, or, or where, what they need to work on most. So can you walk us through this? And like, we've got that, we, we, again, we, we understand the importance of it. You, you understand how to do it before you pull out. You have applied it to your gate, to your gate pullout, meaning, you know, you've rolled onto that edge without letting your weight shift from your toes to your heels, without sitting down through your hips, you know, to the point where your weight starts shifting back. Um, Again, you know, not saying you have to have your legs pinned out perfectly straight. There, there's a knee bend component, an ankle bend component. But again, it's are your hips over your ankles or are they behind your ankles? What, what, um, what keeps people from being able to turn in without breaking that structure? Or, or conversely, what, what, what's like just a couple keys to, to, to turn in without sitting down? I mean, you need to make sure you have some, you need to have some water speed. I mean, that's, okay. that's the key. I mean, when I look and people are struggling to turn in, they're, they're, they're too slow in relation to the boat, meaning they're being pulled by the boat when they want to turn in. So it becomes really hard to do that. But ultimately in my, in my world, when I'm out there, the simple version of how do I turn in, um, you know, I, I would just say that I'm thinking about falling in the direction of travel that I want to go. I don't want to start with okay. load. I want to start. So, you know, my, my note that I just wrote down on my notepad here, uh, while you were talking a little bit ways back was feet, light feet, light feet, awesome, light feet. It's like, stop, stop. The thing that you don't need to do is start with a force, start with a movement, mm. start with a movement and the awesome. force comes. Yes. 
Okay. So just like, just like when you're, when you're standing properly on your feet, you don't feel heavy on your feet. You just feel balanced. Okay. So when we're out there and everything's there and we want to, and I want to turn in from my gate, I'm going to leave my feet and I'm going to leave my ski where it is. I'm not even thinking about turning the ski. I'm thinking about my body moving where it needs to go. And when my body moves there, what happens is this, your center of mass will move forward and to the inside of the tip of the ski well, or of your feet. Yeah, and then, yeah. and that, 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 that pressure is moving the, moving your weight forward is, is driving the tip of the ski into the water, relieving the tail and the design of your ski with its tapered tail and the, and the rocker in the back of it will allow that tail to slide through the turn and support you in a right way so that the ski gets turned and gets between you and the boat without you creating any force. Hmm. Boom. That's awesome. Start with start. Don't start with force. Start with movement. That's that's really good. And and I'm reiterating this. Sorry, this is going to sound redundant to everyone, but I'm reiterating this because because I'm like, okay, that's that's something I needed to hear. In, I'm just thinking of one person I work with in particular. So leave your you leave your ski where it is. Mm-hmm. So you're not trying to turn your ski. You're just trying to move your body. Yes, it's a hundred percent. Just find your and and in a balanced way right? Like, am I dropping my shoulder back into the inside? Where, where, where would my balance be if I did that? Where would I be if I didn't have the rope? Right? Yeah. No, I'd be, I'd be falling. Fall. So what would I then do? If I, if I feel like I'm going to fall, what am I going to do? I'm going to yank my arms in and I'm going to find where that rope's tight. Oh, oh wait, that's a lot of people's turn in. Right. I mean, that's it. Yes. Right. So you weren't. And that's like when people, that's yeah. when like people, sorry, when people talk about wanting to feel light on the line, that's, they're not talking about going easy behind the boat, but they're talking about that, like being able to move for as far as possible without having to use the rope. That's thus we're back to my invisible line theory, right? Like skiing without skiing without the rope, you know, you could, I was envisioning myself the other night, envisioning myself skiing with the kids rope, right? Like that, that, like if I go out there and I, and I go my old school cut on a kid's rope, I'm pretty darn positive. I'm going to explode that thing. Yeah. So how would I ski it? If I were trying to not do that, well, I can tell you that out, out at the buoy, I would not be turning as hard as I can and shoving my feet and applying as much squeeze to the handle and force to the handle as I could where I'm powerful against the boat. I would be, you know, thinking like it's going to break. So I'm going to come on to it. I'm going to match its power. I'm going to allow myself to lean away from it as, as much as I feel like the rope's going to let me do without feeling like I'm putting more, more on than the rope can take. Right. Yeah. So that's yeah. going back to our original, our original conversation in this whole thing was match what's there. Don't get beat and don't take more. I mean, you get greedy, okay. you get greedy, you're going to get beat. So go ahead. Okay. No. And then, so I mean, you're creating a really, really nice picture of how to take, you know, so again, in the gay glide, you have this perfect structure because there's no reason not to. You know, you're standing over top of your feet, you know, you're stacked, you're aligned, however you want to say it. And now you've said that, you know, you're, you're going to move without force, you know, so you're, you're going to move. You're not going to worry about turning your ski because you know, if you move, your ski is going to turn. So through that process, there's no reason to sit down because again, sitting down is going to take your, your center of mass, going to take your hips and move them in the opposite direction that you're trying to go, mm-hmm. right? Sitting in, sitting into a chair on the tail of your ski is that's, that's the almost the exact opposite direction that you're trying to go. So through that process, you're, you know, as you move into the turn, not worried about the ski, letting it be where it is, 
that ski is going to start to come through and you can just simply maintain that upright stance through that entire process. So you said the person that has just cannot turn in without feeling the need to sit down. That's coming from a lack of speed. So what, like, I think that'd be the perfect way to tie a, tie a bow on this. What, 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 what are the dynamics of that? Why is that lack of speed making someone want to sit down? Well, cause there's nowhere to, well, I mean, my, I mean, my, my, my relative way of saying this, and you might come yeah. about it differently, but you have no place to move. You can't go yeah. forward because you're already being pulled forward. So, okay. Cause so you, cause you've slowed down to the point where the rope's starting to get too tight. On the you. rope's tight. You're getting pulled. Yeah. So you're, you're literally yeah. are that slow. Now, again, yeah. the other yeah. thing is yeah. when you get to the end of the lake, right. And you whip out and you're going super fast, you can fall forward into the inside and really carve a turn. Right. Yeah. Now, yeah, yeah. You can whip do a bunch out, of turns. Right. Now whip out at the end of the lake and wait until maybe halfway between where you let go of the handle and where you, where you went. You're losing the ability to be supported off the side of the ski because you lost your exactly. speed, right? Is exactly. that? I think this is kind of probably where nope. you were going. Yes, with it. yes, that's 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 that, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. Um, that was same. the explanation that I, that I thought. Yeah, it could, yes, wait, yes, exactly right. You, that's a great way of thinking about it. like on you know whip let go of the rope. You could probably do three, four, five turns until you start to slow down. Then what happens? You start literally start sinking because how many times have you heard people say on their gate man i felt like i was sinking out there because you literally are sinking the slower you go the surface tension of the water starts to decrease you are, literally are sinking so just like you said your ski will not support that that the, that movement that you just described so well that your ski won't support it if you're if you're going too slow you, right. you, you've got to do it while you have good water speed right I mean, it's, it's super important to understand why you do these things and why you want to move in, in different directions and, and that kind of stuff. I mean, really, these are, it goes back to the beginning of our whole, whole season. Like, start asking the right questions. Start asking yourself these questions. We're here to, we're here to give you concepts and ideas. I'm, I'm less interested in giving you like, do this, do that, do that, do that, because each, each and every one of you needs something different in order exactly. to find the keys to unlock your next level. And there is never an end to unlocking levels. I don't care if you're number one in the world or, or not. Like, I mean, I, I watched pros in that pro event you were talking about that, you know, they're wonderful skiers that I can see still have doors to unlock in order to reach new heights. 